Welcome everyone, as Fantastic Geek starts to preview the Hawkeye series. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. We have a date. Uh, indeed we do, Pete. Surprising? Uh, not even surprising, question mark to my voice. Surprising that the date has been set uh, for Hawkeye premiering on Disney Plus November 24th of this year, 2021. Uh, I say surprising because um, many people were expecting Ms. Marvel to come first, and many people were expecting uh, Boba Fett to cap things off uh, Christmas-ish, and now we have Hawkeye kind of in between those. We're going to talk at a later point, schedule stuff, but for now, um, that Hawkeye run set... Um, I believe it's mostly official that it is six episodes. I've seen here and there. It was kind of up for debate at some point. But assuming six episodes uh, running that last Wednesday in November all the way through and including the last Wednesday of December. Yes. Uh, So where this might impact Disney Plus. um, So all the Marvel show drops have moved to Wednesday. This of course started to accommodate black widow and Loki. They weren't going to split the Marvel baby on one day. Loki, all of its run began on a Wednesday. Um, Black widow dropped on a Friday. I still think Matt, we're going to see Shang-Chi or at least have the opportunity to see Shang-Chi at home, you know, Delta variants and whatnot. September 3rd, We'll see. I imagine any day now. Uh, I can't imagine the lawsuit that was just filed by Scarlett Johansson, however, is going to make that any less money or clear. Uh, But we'll see. But Star Wars uh, content on Disney Plus to this point, with small exception, again, uh, steering around a movie, Uh, The Last Skywalker, you got a Mandalorian on a Wednesday instead of the traditional Friday. So there remains a mechanism where you still could get Boba Fett on uh, Christmas Eve, Friday, December 24th of this year. Uh, But it's definitely a surprise that they've given you this long a tale of an announcement We did not have this long for Loki. We did not have this long for Falcon and the Winter Soldier prior to them airing. So it makes me wonder, um, was one ahead of the other? Did something change? Well, and as we we focus here squarely on that Hawkeye release, a couple of thoughts. First of all, if you are a new listener to the podcast, welcome. We tend to run spoiler-free. Uh, certainly, I run spoiler-free, and, and I try and wave Pete off whenever he has anything too <laughs> explosive to share. Um, there are some particulars from um, uh, you know pictures taken of the set when this was filmed last fall and winter uh, that we might delve into momentarily. So if you want to skip ahead a little bit, fine. I don't think any of it is too uh, is too explosive. Uh, And on that topic, Pete, I will say this. We've discussed in the past on other podcasts um, how sometimes it can be weird when a show is set in a different season than when it's released. Uh, The example I had given was seeing Batman Returns in the summer, uh, and here it is taking place right around Christmas. We know that there is uh, footage from at some point in the Hawkeye season 
there's uh, there's been set decoration. I shouldn't say footage. There were pictures taken of the set, uh, outdoor sets and whatnot, uh, referring to uh, either Christmas or New Year's uh, of Pete. I know I still can't keep track. Is it 2023 that the MCU is at? Currently, yes. So uh, whether it's Christmas 2023 or New Year's Eve 2023, Happy 2024, New Year's Day, that kind of stuff. Um, so the fact now that Hawkeye is coming out the day before Thanksgiving, at least in the United States, and then running um, through the holiday season, to me that just kind of puts, again, it's not a major thing. I will gladly, you know, go see, you know, I, I, will, I will gladly rewatch Nightmare Before Christmas any time of the year, but that kind of fits, you know, if, if it's the Hawkeye New Year's Eve episode and it's coming out in late December, uh, that does make sense. And I think too. To whatever degree, it's like, hey, get this new show Thanksgiving weekend-ish. You know, again, it's the 24th. Thanksgiving's the 25th. Um, get people while they're home. Get Disney Plus commercials attached to NFL football and things like that. I think from a from a marketing point of view and from a home reception point of view, this you know th- this release date uh, and this timeline for six episodes that all that all makes sense. Here's where it's conflicting victoria alonzo who is the executive vp of film production at marvel studios uh a little more than a week ago as the what if uh stuff was beginning to crank up in earnest and we'll be bringing that to you uh in august said that both ms marvel and hawkeye would be out before the end of the year and now the math does not add up that that would happen. Would you announce Hawkeye to run in November and then say, but hey, Ms. Marvel will be here in October. Um, we've not seen a trailer for either. We've seen, obviously, production snippets of both. Uh, the announcement for Hawkeye is official. It's not like this is leaked through some third-party source so somebody screwed up pete while i agree with you that victoria alonso said you know uh, two more shows coming out this year or something like that and that that statement was made about a week and a half ago i think that it was first of all the headlines said ms marvel and hawkeye to come out in 2021 I would agree that that is supported by her quote, but the headlines were suggestive of Victoria Alonso has spelled out a path by which blah, 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 versus, you know, versus this Pete. Could she have been telling a fib and they were not yet ready to announce schedule changes? Sure. Could she go back and say, whether she was fibbing intentionally or not, could she go back and say, our timeline changed based on a variety of scheduling factors? Okay, guess what? Schedules can change. It's why they don't announce solid dates until they're ready, whether it's Disney Plus or anybody else. Add to it, Pete, she or Disney in general could also say, well, when she said this year, she meant this TV season of July to June, July 21 to June 22. Um, So who knows where the truth of the capital T uh, lies? All I know is, Pete, do I remember correctly? It was it was 2019. It was it was D plus uh, or uh, San Diego Comic Con 2019 when um, 
the rumors were confirmed and Jeremy Renner came running out from the back of the hall to confirm that there was going to be a Hawkeye series. So I feel like this, I feel like Hawkeye has been on our radar for so long that I kind of almost can't remember a time that it wasn't going to be a show. And here we are with it um, a handful of months away. I got to wonder too, now that the Black Widow post credit scene plants Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova in that series that they're like, all right, now the plan can be officially revealed, remembering as well that Black Widow will be on what do we what do we call Gen 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 Pop Disney Plus <laughs> no longer premiere access um, beginning in the fall. So, you know, the great unwashed to don't go to a theater or pay $30 like you know uh, I did you did uh can watch it with everybody else and be ready for that series I don't know the the math we've been trying to read the tea leaves on the math on the weeks um and there was a pathway for them to do 10 what ifs six Miss Marvels six Hawkeyes prior to uh a a book of Boba Fett Christmas week release uh, who knows if that's still in the offing? It had better be. Uh, but hey, we have a date now on Hawkeye. Can we get some footage now, please? Can we get a trailer? Well, uh, Pete, while I'm excited about a trailer, I mean, the 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 Black Widow box office, notwithstanding, and I think anybody with a foot in reality is going to say, all right, clearly the box office was affected by. COVID concerns. Um, clearly, Disney Plus stole some of the the theater business and so forth. So, um, is there also maybe a general, um, you know, downslide in going to the movies? Of course, there is. I mean, look at the numbers of Fast Nine. That's that's theatrical only. Uh, although you can now rent it at home, um, they kind of snuck that one in there. But I digress, Pete. Um, I, I think Disney. Um, you know, Disney PR, Disney marketing, they have a plan. Um, if it's going to come out in November, I mean, on the one hand, sure, bring on the footage. Um, with time, I, I don't know, with, with, with July turning to August and so forth, probably the, the smart marketing people are saying, this is going to be right before Thanksgiving. People are not in Thanksgiving mode. They're in, you know, second half of summer mode. So, you know, whether we put a Hawkeye trailer exclusively before shang chi or uh when the abc broadcast uh you know shows resume second half of september things like that i'm sure there's a plan in place um certainly going back to those early plans i feel like since the beginning there was the rumor of Haley steinfeld uh being the female lead in this show being presumably the handoff uh, and then for a good chunk of time, it was like, but wait, she's already the lead in Dickinson and Apple TV is surely overpaying her because they're the newer, they're the newer crew and you got to pay extra to get people on board and so forth. Surely she can't be the female lead in two shows on competing streamers at the same time. She denied that she would be. Uh, then four or five months later, it was officially announced that uh, she's playing Kate Bishop. So there you go, Pete. Among other things, Haley Steinfeld, star of two shows at the same time. Well, a couple things. First, 
it's now a very clear pathway between whatever will transpire uh, with uh, Barton and Yelena that by the end of the Hawkeye series that Kate Bishop moving forward and Yelena will have that association. I don't know, not akin to what um, Johansson's character and Renner's character had before, albeit with a slightly different dynamic. Two, to what you were saying before, can we pump the brakes on Black Widow is a failure uh, as far as commerce is concerned? Because one, the film is now the second highest grossing domestic movie in 2021. It is just $5 million shy of uh, Fast 9. Uh, am, I, am I saying that right? Or is it F9, the Fast Saga? Do I have to call it that? What, what do I call it, Matt? Or do we just say family? Pete, you can call it whatever you want. Uh, me, as somebody who's been on board with Familia since uh, day one, since the, the 2001 release of the OG, The Fast and the Furious. You can call it whatever you want. All are welcome as long as you raise your corona. Wow. So uh, Black Widow... Unless you're uh, The Rock, then get then, then get out, says Vin <laughs> Diesel. But, but Pete, back to this uh, cinematic universe. Black Widow on Thursday, July 29th, which are the latest daily numbers that are up on Box Office Mojo made $1.2 million. Fast 9 made $500,000. So I think it's fair, given those figures, to adjust that by the end of this weekend, on which we are recording, okay, today is Saturday, July 31st, uh, that Black Widow will be the highest grossing domestic film this year. Oh, and by the way, there's no updated numbers to the $60 million for the first uh, $80 million they made theatrically, the $60 million they made that first weekend. So I can understand why Scarlett Johansson has filed this lawsuit. Might this have been done like Disney likes to do uh, backstage instead of taking it front stage? But we're not aware of all the issues there. But well, I think uh, she should get I'll, paid. Is is what it boils down to. I'll just add one issue: is uh, apparently when Warner Brothers put its whole 2021 slate onto HBO Max, and creative people, particularly creative people with profit participation, were upset. Uh, all those concerns were met privately with money. Apparently, Disney was fancying itself to be smarter than the average bear came up with, had already come up with an in, an internal system to say here's how we can estimate profit participation across theatrical and TV and streaming and this and that this is the system that we're using which is going to be accounted by us um so that is to say Warner Brothers solution was probably to overpay talent to lead to no conversation about talent being screwed. Disney came up with a better system, which probably resulted in talent getting screwed. And now Scarlett Johansson, who is clearly done with Marvel and 
probably cutting off her nose. I won't say despite her face, but probably cutting things off with Disney in general or with this lawsuit um, is rebelling against that system. Let's not forget, Pete, for as much as we say that Disney is a beloved institution, uh, they also are a stone-cold business that loves to get every dollar out of you. Oh, by the way, Pete, would you like to have this $15 turkey leg? It's great. You can get it at the Magic. <laughs> you know, like things like that where you kind of put up with it or you go, ha, 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 $30 ears. Well, I guess I'll just get it while I'm there. Um, what you're seeing is that underside of the business that most people say, well, look, of course, of course, a day at one of the parks is more expensive than an entire year of Disney+. Plus. It is an unparalleled experience, and on a certain level that's true. And on the flip side, you sit and go, oh wait, when do things become prohibitively expensive? Well, for Disney, given Scarlett Johansson, more than $20 million was prohibitively expensive when she had 40 or 50 or $80 million coming her way. Uh, again, there was another solution, which was to just give her the money privately, sign an NDA, and do what Warner Brothers did, where nobody has complained all year. Well, maybe it's just me, Matt. I want to determine where I can watch the content, and I want to determine uh, that the people who are in it can get paid what they should. And she's the star of the picture, it's long overdue. We've finally seen it at this point. And uh, unfortunately, I think this closes any idea that uh, she might be in a flashback sequence or, uh, you know, in any way mentioned in the Hawkeye show about which we're talking. But, yeah, I mean, th this this feels as close to a crisis as Marvel Studios has ever had. I would agree. I'll tell you who's not going to be involved in a crisis like this. Jeremy Renner, Haley Steinfeld, Vera Farmiga, Fra Free, and other people in this Hawkeye show that we'll, we'll talk about momentarily. My understanding is the way these Disney Plus TV show contracts are done, and frankly, probably, probably the way future MCU movie contracts will be done, um, it's going to be the Netflix model, which is you get a whole bunch of money up front, you don't get to ask for money on the back end. Or you're committing to this Disney formula, which again, Disney is internally accounting for, you know, and so on and so forth. So smart people are going to take the money up front and not worry about the back end, which is the complete opposite of how Hollywood has basically run since the studio system ended in the late 40s. Um, but this is the new now. So you hope that, you know, hey, Jeremy Renner, a.k.a. Hawkeye, what will it take? And Jeremy Renner said, well, uh, blah, blah, blah. And they negotiated. And pro hopefully it was with knowledge that this is going to be a streaming show and numbers are going to be hard to come by. So whatever number Jeremy Renner wanted per episode for a number of episodes and whether they negotiated in and cameos in movies and this and that, that it probably, let me this way. I hope for Jeremy Renner's sake and everybody else who's involved in this show that it is a clear contract where, <laughs> where regardless of how many times somebody watches, like that you know, hey, I worked on Hawkeye 101, period. That resulted in a pay of blank and that you're not counting on. And I hope in 10 years, I'm still getting residuals because I wouldn't hope on that. I would just say, make your money up front, Jeremy and Haley and everybody on else. So 
the upshot I think is this, and, and there's more upshot obviously than you know the issues we're talking about here. We're going to have a calendar year in which confirmed now four live action Marvel Studios series, the first on Disney Plus, four live action films, and one animated series on Disney Plus, which counts, which ties into all of these. That's still pretty darn good. Oh, it's an insane amount. And obviously some of that slightly... Some of that timeline may be compressed. I, I must admit, Pete, I remember it was supposed to be August 2020 when Falcon the Winter Soldier came out. And then it was going to be fall into winter uh, for WandaVision and, you know, and COVID through a monkey wrench and all of that. Um, so I don't I don't know. What, I don't know if we are still compressed or if we have fully caught up. It's just now a different different month uh, when some of these things are dropping. But it's a ton of content. It's the content that we got excited about as Disney Plus became a thing at these early um, conventions where it was just a Hawkeye logo or it was a hat or it was, you know, a single piece of, uh, of conceptual art, that sort of thing. Um, I think there's the potential for this show to be um, obviously tonally different than the previous three maybe closest to Falcon and the Winter Soldier in terms of it kind of being action-adventure stuff. Um, I think it's a good, nay, great turn that maybe your baddie for maybe part of the season um, is Yelena. I mean, we're all assuming that she's not going to be the black-hatted villain and kill Clint Barton and kill Kate Bishop and kill Eleanor Bishop at the end will say, ah, ha, ha, no more show. Like surely Yelena and Kate are friends at the end. And the, the misunderstanding, which is a legitimate misunderstanding that Hawkeye killed Black Widow, which is clearly not, you know, clearly not the case. That's all going to get worked out pretty quickly. And the new Black Widow will be the friend, as you said, Pete, of the new Hawkeye. I definitely agree with you on that i think the thing that people might not realize so this is gonna hand the baton off but i think too like all right it's called hawkeye but it's not renner so much this is about those two other characters that you're talking about and he's the vehicle through which we're going to throw the spotlight to them. Um, you know, Renner's had some issues. Uh, I There's no, uh, you know, reading into this that they're, you know, moving to distance themselves from that. Um, he's still a guy that, you know, we don't know a lot about as a character. Um, I don't know if we're going to get the family in the show. I would imagine at the very least they're going to have to mention them. Um, but, you know, what I'm really looking forward to is the introduction of Bishop, the integration um, of uh, obviously Elena uh, bringing in Echo here and how that's going to work. The rumors of a spinoff show for her 
still very prominent. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a date now. So start your engines. Yeah, and other cast members include, as I mentioned, Vera Farmiga as uh, Kate's mother. There's Fra Free as Kazi. There's Tony Dalton as an early mentor of Clint Barton. Uh, and then Zon McLaren as William Lopez. That's uh, Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo's father. There's also Pete Broadway veteran Brian Darcy James um, in an, un- an unnamed role. He's unnamed as of now. So... Um, I guess start your theory engines there. Um, and, and don't worry, Pete. Uh, Jolt is playing Lucky the Pizza Dog. So I know you're oh. a big... <laughs> there, there's Jolt. There's Badgie. There's uh, Grudge. There's Star Trek Dog. So welcome to the family, Jolt. So Pete, as we have done with, uh, let's see, every other Marvel television production, every other Disney Plus Marvel Studios uh, television program. We, of course, will be podcasting the show weekly. Uh, I'm sure between now and then we will do at least one pre- one more preview podcast, certainly more than one. I mean, as you said earlier, there's going to be a proper trailer at some point that we'll be able to uh, pour over. Um, if and... only there was a theatrical film release or two between now and when the film or the film the series comes out well there you go shang chi and eternals there just for that very uh that very purpose um tentatively at this time we'll be podcasting hawkeye on saturdays we'll see what other things show up pete i'm looking at at what used to be our firm schedule now hawkeye has blown it up a little bit uh, in addition to not knowing about Ms. Marvel and Boba Fett, we also will be podcasting Star Trek Discovery Season 4. So, theoretically, that might change the day of the week that we po- podcast Hawkeye. Although, Hawkeye out on Wednesday, if Discovery continues to release on Thursdays and it's around that same time, it probably would be still Marvel on Saturday. You know, we'll we'll certainly update the listeners as we get closer but i think that's a safe bet to be listening to it on saturdays so if you have thoughts you want to share get them to us by the end of the day friday on social media which we'll share in a moment and so forth but how's that sound as a general plan uh one two three and a half months out pete whatever it's going to be matt the rest of 2021 star trek lower decks what if shung chi eternals don't have a firm date on Star Trek Discovery, but again, we're pretty sure it'll be 2021 and Hawkeye and probably Boba Fett. Bring it on. And of course, this entire project, this entire effort that we do week in, week out is made possible by those who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek, keeping us listeners supported week in and week out. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content, takes just a dollar to get you behind that door, all sorts of stuff to explore after you do that. Can't contribute right now? Get yourself over to Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a rating in seconds on this podcast feed or on any of the 20 plus others that are part of the Fantastic Geek Family, also with a PH of podcasts. Uh, thanks again for all your help. Pete, how can people be in touch with you to share their hopes, their dreams, their prognostications about Hawkeye? You find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T 
12,049 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek. Also with the PH, all one word, like it today. Listeners to the Pop Culture Podcast feed are hearing this, and they can be looking forward to next week, us uh, previewing Lower Decks and What If, and talking about the Suicide Squad. Uh, If you're here just for the Hawkeye content, not exactly sure when we're going to update the feed again, but it'll certainly be within days of the next major release of Hawkeye news, footage, etc. For now, I will say adios to all the listeners and give you, Pete, the final word. Talk to you soon. 